Here's Gorlami. Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. I'm Paul Damien. And this is Kenny. And this week we're talking about Knives Out, directed by Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read the synopsis provided. It's a small one on uh, <laughs> IMDb. It's literally one sentence and it says, A detective. Well, now what the fuck? Wow. A detective. It, it just vanished. A detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric, combative family. Goddamn. Okay, mm. encyclopedia <laughs> of a synopsis. Thesaurus. <laughs> throw all the big words at you. <laughs> Just um, but, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, it was written by Ryan Johnson. Um, I think that's the kind of synopsis you'd want for this movie, like short, sweet, so yeah. that you, it gets to unfold for you. Wow, I, I just clicked on Ryan Johnson. I'm discovering stuff I didn't fucking know about him. Uh, <laughs> do you know that he directed Looper? Oh, really? Yeah, I, I did know that, actually. Now See, that I thought the only other movie I'd watched from him besides Star Wars was Brick. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Star Wars? <laughs> Wait, he's, he directed a Star Wars movie? <laughs> Uh, we're not talking about that on Sorry, this podcast. We are going to talk about a baby bit, but more you just think because so? more because I there's some things I even want to compare the two projects oh. on. Interesting. Okay, that's fair. Things that because Knives Out was his project coming right out of right. the Last Jedi and all mm-hmm. the heat he kind of got for that movie. So I think there's like a lot of things that this movie does kind of similarly to it that uh, it was like him almost like improving on mm-hmm. what things he did in the last jedi as far as like writing and directorially go a little bit you know what i mean okay. i think they're actually funny enough a little comparable in some ways well um then i might as well start with this i love both of those movies absolutely i love knives out and i love the last jedi so you're glad oh, you nice. finally watched it for this yes are you bummed that you didn't get to see it in theaters because i definitely think um, in a way it is kind of like a big screen movie and i was a little bummed mm-hmm. i chose not to go see it on a big yeah. screen and i waited till later on to experience it because i think a lot of ways it it has those like uh, factors that would have made it much more enjoyable to see it in kind right. of that cinematic dynamic. So I can what see what you mean. Um, you I mean, I'm a little bit bummed that I was uh, almost immediately spoiled mm-hmm. about the outcome of this movie. Mm-hmm. But knowing the outcome or knowing the who done it of it, that didn't change how this movie roller coastered mm-hmm. me throughout it. Because I mean, we can definitely talk about that. Yeah. But this movie still twisted my head several times that i was like fuck okay cool you know like um but yeah what i mean no i was gonna say this movie is a big surprise for me because we get that i I, in the she done it is even the joke you can make you know um so early on in the movie that that's what really threw i mean subverted the expectations is the word i'll even say for this that's movie does that and that moment is what did is you get the answer to the riddle so early on you're like what the fuck? Two other hours is going to go on in this movie. You <laughs> yeah. know, you're so blown away. And then as the things just kind of open up and this movie gets experienced, That's exactly, very true. it's you're such a roller coaster ride still in so many ways that you don't even expect. And I think that's kind of the brilliance of this movie Mm -hmm. it sets it up as a standard whodunit and then that's maybe the first 40 minutes yeah and then after that it's a whole kind of its own thing and i think that's fucking so smart and that's where ryan johnson was like double thumbs up bud you fucking did it so you guys had both seen this movie previous to this watching yes yes and honestly i was telling amber about this earlier but for some reason i enjoyed it way more this second time oh interesting i I actually can will say I loved it this time. Wow, okay, like, cool. I, I enjoyed it the first time, and I absolutely loved it this so time. So do you think this is a multiple-watcher kind of movie where you kind of have to see it a couple of times? Uh, Yeah, to catch little things here and there, because I still knew everything that was going to mm-hmm. happen while it was happening. But I had watched it maybe like a month or two ago. Okay. So it was, it it was, was still a, kind of fresh. Yeah, it was still kind of fresh, but there had been a little bit of time for me to yeah. not see everything. And mm-hmm. so seeing it now, um, I just... I loved it even more. Just all the little things that were happening, just the stupid coincidences. So I could know. I could even argue that the first time you watched it, you watched it. The second mm-hmm. time you watched it, you experienced it. God damn it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I know 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> goddamn it. <laughs> Keep pressing that stupid button. But I do smell like beef. <laughs> um, no, but you had seen this. This would maybe be your third mm-hmm. I think this is probably the third, third time watch. I've actually seen the movie yeah. now. Mm-hmm. I'd watched it pretty recently, and mm-hmm. I think that's why we ended up deciding to do it for the cast, because I, on my second watch, I really kind of enjoyed a lot more of the aspects I felt like than the first time I'd experienced mm-hmm. it. Because the first time I watched it, I remember exactly walking away from being like, that was a pretty good movie, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, and, but I also feel like, you know, I didn't love The Last Jedi, so I had a negative opinion of Ryan Johnson. Right. I was walking was into it being like, let's see what this fucking guy did. There's still some Johnson stank on it. Exactly. And so this is one of those things that, to dwell, to start on it just a little bit, I think it makes the, such an epic difference when you are working with your own idea mm-hmm. versus pre-established ideas. And the challenges of having characters that have personalities that have already been fleshed out that you then have to like write into a story Mm -hmm. versus characters you can make however the fuck you want because they're your characters it's your story Mm -hmm. and i think that's why this works so much better for ryan johnson because he's not having to try to use these pre-determined characters these pre-designed characters because i think those are some of the biggest complaints you get from the last jedi the way that luke acts you know Mm -hmm. the way the characters are being you know they aren't written honestly to themselves and i think you know the way you know the way the force is written in that movie is given hell and it's because there are the, all these pre-existing ideas that he wrote into a, his own story versus once again his own characters his own universe yeah, he gets right. to build from the ground up and that's where knives out is so great you know everything works together everything is all of these little pieces that fit beautifully together and i think all the characters are fucking both Greatly written, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautifully cast. I fucking love this cast yeah. so much. I'm so <laughs> sentimental to it. I want everybody t- is amazing. I want to talk about the cast just a tad bit because we have some horror movie like vibes. No, well, yes, mm-hmm. but like royalty mm-hmm. in this movie. We have Jamie Lee Curtis from obviously the Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. We have Tony Collette, which was she was in uh, the Sixth Sense, and then most recently Hereditary. Um, we have the kid from it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was someone else that I was like, damn, that guy's, uh, let me see. Who else this was? Oh, Lakeith cast. Stanfield was in us. Oh, in us. So it's just like, there's, get out, get out. Yes. Get up. Sorry. I haven't seen either of those movies. Okay. Um, what? 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 Lakeith yeah. Stanfield? Oh, oh no. Yeah. Get out. No, I haven't. They're pretty good. I want to see them. We should watch them for the podcast. We should have done it for a Halloween episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We we will get there. Um, But I feel like this is one of those movies where it's like, what? You haven't seen Knives Out? And I feel like there's I'm I'm in a weird movie rut where I just don't watch movies. And so that's why I love doing this podcast because it forces me to have to sit down and and watch a movie. So I'm in... A movie rut as well, but in a different way, I feel like I've watched too many fucking oh, movies. Oh, interesting. And so I can't figure out what to watch. And it's kind of cool that we're still coming up. Y'all are coming up with movies that I haven't seen. Yeah. You know. That's my um, story. And y'all keep tell- <laughs> talking about movies that y'all talked have watched for the podcast before I started uh-huh. doing these with y'all. And I'm like, I haven't seen those movies. <laughs> now I got to see those movies, you know? You should so. see uh, Annihilation for sure. Okay. We we always go back to that one. That's one of our <laughs> favorite movies and episodes that we've done, I think. Is that with... That's not the one with Sam Neill, right? No. No, that that's in the Mouth of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness, okay. yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I mean, that's something that we're also kind of doing a lot is we do a lot of horror movies by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless. And now we're about to do a whole month of them for yeah. Halloween, so get ready, guys. <laughs> for sure. Um, but get out. Or not get out. Knives out. <laughs> <laughs> get them knives out. <laughs> this movie's fucking good, dude. I'm, I'm so glad you liked it. Yes. I had a feeling you were going to like it. Yes. Um, just based on the the acting, uh, the cast, you know, mm-hmm. both, or a lot of these actors are a little sentimental. It's like Michael Shannon. For and, you sure, know, I think yeah. are people that we've, whose careers we've enjoyed up until this point, you know, right. so it's exciting to see them all collected together and being such quirky characters. Because what's funny is I watched Clue. Mm-hmm. The Tim Curry movie, mm-hmm. not that long ago, too. And this movie feels like, I feel like Ryan Johnson loves that movie. And I'm this sure. was his own little homage to that because there's so much about this movie that is reminiscent of that. And the ma- main thing is being that that movie collected a lot of super relevant actors at the time Madeline Kahn, Con- Christopher Lloyd, Tim Curry. Was, was Rick Moranis in that movie? I- 
No, he wasn't. Those are the big three names I can yeah. name off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was a bunch of big time actors coming together to do this very quirky kind of whodunit style film. Based after a board game. Based after a board game. And so, I mean, I feel like in a thousand ways, this is like that the spiritual successor. done in the modern era, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and, um, that's something I really like about it. You know, for, I mean, Clue isn't the best movie for what it is, <laughs> but, uh, I can see how it could influence directors like Ryan Johnson today, you know, especially sure. in how they would be very sentimental to it from the eighties. How would y'all feel about, uh, Daniel Craig's accent? <sighs> okay. So that's my biggest problem. So with that's, this movie. yeah, I did not have any issue with it whatsoever. I actually liked it. And the fact mm-hmm. that everyone else was acting like pseudo cartoonish, I was, I felt it, it felt like it belonged in this world. And so, that's why I can accept it. I enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was completely fine. I had no qualms with it. Um, but the way, um, what ransom mm-hmm. treated him about his draw and his yeah. accent. I was like, that's Kenny. That's the way Kenny was describing how he didn't like it. <laughs> what is, he calls him uh, Detective KFC. Well, KFC. CSI KFC. CSI KFC. And I was like, that's something Kenny would say. Dude, this movie's fucking hilarious, too. I was laughing multiple times while watching, like, bust out laughing, which doesn't happen too often. But this movie, I was fucking in it, dude. Did Ashley watch it with you? No, she didn't. Okay, I was curious. we... We didn't time this week perfectly. Otherwise, she would have. But I had to do. I had to watch this movie while like doing dishes and shit. And I I was still able to like catch on enough to understand because it was only like during the first beginning ish. I got to watch. um, What's her name? What is her name? The the her female protagonist Martha. Yeah, Martha. Yeah. So I was able to see her like. It like relive in her mind how Christopher Plummer told her to like do all the mm-hmm. steps and stuff. I was able to like examine oh. all of that, yeah. and so I felt like I was in it at that. Did point. y'all think that she did it on purpose for a moment when so, she smiled? I want to like... talk about this because I when Christopher Plummer, what is his character's name? What is Harlan? Yeah, Harlan. Yeah, Harlan. Okay, you got it. Um, when he was talking about, oh, that would be a good plot for a story. Switch the vials. I was like, oh, that's the key right there. She injected him with the the right thing, and so he's just going to lay there and think he's going to die, and it's going to be a twist for her to then find out that someone had slit his throat. And so it wouldn't be a suicide. And so when he did slit his own throat in front of her, I was like, oh, this movie's twisting even harder. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? It's like, is that is, is M. Night Shyamalan here? <laughs> yeah, so once again, when that was all happening, I was blown away. I was like, where is this going to go from here? Like, we already know who did it. What more could we possibly get from this movie? So the whole next act where we're following Marta along and mm-hmm. it's basically us having to sweat it out with her as we get each moment of like them looking at the tape them finding her footprints yeah. walking up to it you're like fuck what yeah. the fuck is gonna happen it's so like, good. You're, they, I mean it's so brilliantly written that you're right there in it with her you're just so desperately trying to cover up the tracks mm-hmm. right there alongside her and I love whenever she's like um, driving in the car and she's remembering what he said oh, he's yeah. like before the elephant after the elephant before, before after the elephant <laughs> He says, "Be after for the elephant," yeah. <laughs> and and so like that that I love that part so much because it's like what would happen in my brain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be like, "Did you say before, after, before, after?" <laughs> like you know, like, yeah. that would be going on in my head. So I just enjoyed it. Like you said, it really made me go on with the ride with it. Which did he say before or after? Um, he said after. Oh yeah, he said after. He said before. Oh, he did. <laughs> he said before. The you elephant. went back and checked. <laughs> oh wow! But I just watched it today. <laughs> yeah, but then the camera. Uh, so even he was wrong. Yeah, because yeah. it was after it's that after, she should have yeah. pulled off. Anyways, there's a lot of little nuances to this movie. I think like mm-hmm. little details like that that I think are just once again like just even so he couldn't remember if she yeah. <laughs> go before <laughs> or after. Um, there is. I mean, yeah, she's, like, covering her tracks and stuff. There was something I wanted to bring up. Fuck. Um, It's all right. But, I mean, her character throughout this was so sympathetic. Mm -hmm. And, oh, now I remember. So the cartoonishness of these characters, they still live in a very believable idea of a world. Mm -hmm. And so these characters feel believable because of that. And it reminds me a lot of Wes Anderson films, Mm -hmm. where these characters are 
you know, I don't believe that Luke Wilson could be a pro tennis star, honestly, just looking at him. But like, he he plays it, you know what I mean? And and even though we don't really ever see him play tennis, I still believe he's a tennis star, you know? Right. And so the I it makes me think and wonder how great would it be if we got this kind of like who done it by Wes Anderson. Oh, definitely. I think Do you think could... it could rival Knives Out or do you think because we have such a belovedness for Wes Anderson it would just be better in our eyes? I think I think that it would be they would be two very different entities in a way oh, that okay. I think Wes Anderson would do even more of like a, I don't want to say adorable, mm-hmm. but you know, it'd be like a cute like kind quirky. of, you know, quirky, even right. more so version of like how these things would go down. You know what I mean? And it would even be a big plot, plot twist of the murdered person was alive in the end, you know, yeah. like that would be Wes Anderson for you. Um, so I think that those could both exist in kind of perfect uh, harmony with each other, you know? It's a shame we don't have that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's make it. All right. <laughs> we just cop Wes we'll Anderson just, style. We'll just change our name to Wes Anderson. <laughs> I would say let's cast we'll it, but it. it'd be so easy. Do you want to answer that phone call? Uh, with my mom? Just, yeah, yeah, just put it. It on the, put it on the mic. Just, just I, put it on speaker. What if, put it on speaker. What if it's personal? Do it. All right, hold on. Hello? Are you at the house? No, I'm not at the house. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm at, um, I'm doing the podcast right now. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I love you. Bye. What a you bitch. guys heard it here <laughs> first. I love my mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, so one thing as far as like the cartoonishness of the characters even kind of goes is I was going to mention like in what you're talking about, how they still live in like a very like kind of contained universe mm-hmm. um i think the house works kind of so beautifully as almost like a plot device in the sense that i feel like the cartoonishness is only ever really turned on when we're oh, there because call. i feel like anytime we see modern devices or like when we see marta like actually at her apartment with her mom it's almost mm-hmm. jarring it's because almost it's like too real yeah it's because it's so or modern you know whenever it's, ransom and her having that conversation at the they're talking to each other without jokes they're serious the whole time this movie's almost two kinds of movies mesh together but in the perfect kind of way where they work in such harmony where we have these moments where exactly all of the goofiness is toned down away from the house anytime we're away from there exactly everything gets much more serious everything feels so much more real when michael shannon confronts her mm-hmm. you know about in the, the information and yeah. the, i mean that's probably that was one of the most stressful scenes in the movie for me personally because of the anxiety of like that situation of someone yeah. like being that aggressive with you in like yeah. a small hallway like that um i was like jesus and it i mean it feels so much different than like the way they're acting when they're at the house which is exactly so much more like uh, cartoon Outlandish. villain yeah. you know when they're all freaking out about her having gotten everything in the will um i think that's such a beautiful representation of the fact that you know we just got the whole scene where they're busting ransom's balls about him being like this shitty person and mm-hmm. then they all explode into the equal level of shittiness as him showing yeah. they're all kind of you know in it they're all the same you know uh, yeah i love that like almost immediately it shows you that they're all really shitty people mm-hmm. and like I, I love that everybody keeps telling her, hey, look, Marta, I, I feel like you should have been at the wedding. I got outvoted. Yeah. You know, everybody's telling her that. but it's At like the funeral. Yeah. The funeral. I, I said wedding. And they all say she's from another country, too. It's yeah, like the they all say joke. different countries. <laughs> yeah. And and so it's it's like these, they're just all full of shit. Yeah. You know? And so I think that's what helps get the whole ball rolling on For this sure. thing because then you're like oh daniel craig has to sort through this whole ball of shit dude you know? so there's this expert twist mm-hmm. and it's not even a twist there's just this expert like maneuver that this movie makes where the the everyone in the house is like why are you questioning us there's no it's a closed case it's a suicide and it's not until they find out about the slayer rule that they all turn and say you finally fit into our thing. Yeah. We're on your side now. Yeah. And they turn to Daniel Craig. This is a murder now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, find out who did this. That, dude, because like you, you understand the alliances and then it just fucking flops, dude. It literally flips over and it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. And I love it. I, and you know what I love about the dad leaving everything to Marta is that's so what he would do. That's mm-hmm. so what this guy who loves yeah. who done it, you know, 
yeah. plot twist murder mystery novels would be like, I'm going to do that shit to my family, you know, like <laughs> in the biggest scale way I can. And it's brilliant, you know, and I think there's a lot of foreshadowing to it. We get yeah. up to leading to the point that, you know, they all are obviously they find out Ransom has been taken from the will. But I feel like every single one of them probably was hesitant walking into that meeting that, you know, none of them should have been confident they were in it anymore from the experiences they'd had up to that moment, you know? Fair enough. The the only person I don't understand why he removed from the will is Jamie Lee Jamie Curtis. Lee Curtis. Cause she seemed, they seem to have the, uh, the one bonding relationship. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, it, she didn't need it. Obviously she had her own wealth true. and success that's very beyond true. the family, you know, mm-hmm. that is very true. Good call. Yeah, I was sitting here racking my brain like... Mm, That's the only thing I can rationalize. He knew Martin needed it, you know, yeah, as someone true. who would genuinely need and use this stuff for good versus his shitty family. Who, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Ransom's her son. What would she do with that money but get him true. out of prison? You know? True. And I mean, I guess that's the same excuse for Tony Collette's character and Meg, which is like... I have to believe Meg would be the one character Marta would help right. moving forward. Yeah. And I you think know? he probably knew that, too. Christopher uh, Harlan. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was like, well, they have a good enough relationship. She'll obviously help Meg. Because Tony Collette's not, you know? Mm-hmm. Or felt, she is, but she's double dipping. <laughs> I felt so bad for for Meg whenever she was basically, like, pressured into calling right. Marta. And I was a little confused. I, w- I thought she was genuinely betraying her. So when it came out later, she was forced to do it. I was like, oh, okay, I I misunderstood that situation. Yeah. The first two times, or the first time I watched it, you know? Yeah. I guess is what I mean by that. Um, this movie, it, it, I love its characters and how everyone's alliances are never truly cemented. Mm-hmm. I think that that's so fucking good. How does it compare to something like Looper? I'm trying to remember Looper because mm-hmm. Looper in my mind is like, yeah, it makes sense. It's just the whole thing over. Do you want me to give you the premise of that movie? I mean, I know the premise. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. He, they send people back, you kill them. Yeah. He, but they send him back and he doesn't kill himself. And then yeah. he has to go hunt his live self down. And then yeah, there's, and, a, there's a mutant kid or something. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like put it all together in Ryan Johnson's like. Shit. Is that, is Looper Akira? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, probably heavily inspired by, it. but no, I mean, it, cause it is, there is like cyberpunk elements <laughs> to it. Um, no, what I'm trying to say is like, obviously Ryan Johnson likes to subvert expectations mm-hmm. and the last Jedi and knives out are definite objects of that. Yeah. And I'm trying to understand if there's anything in looper. Cause I'm, I'm trying to remember brick and I think I only watched half of it. I think the big plot twist in, loopers that the kid we have now grown to care about is the what we know is the world ending leader in the future they are one in the same person and so we have to flip our expectation of this we care so much about protecting this kid now we know he's the ultimate evil should we still give a shit about him or not right yeah i would argue that was i mean so it's like almost like a softball pitch like him trying out like (laughs) subverting expectation it's like (laughs) half as bad as the jedi or uh fucking knives boys because, I mean, do you remember Brick at all? I don't remember. I know I've seen that movie. Let me look, and then I'll be like, oh. Because it's also Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What's mm-hmm. that about? It's about a kid. His classmate dies mysteriously, and he's like a detective trying to uncover it or, like, figure it out. But it has beats and characters that are, like, identical to, like, uh, a standard, like, gumshoe detective story. Mm-hmm. But it all takes place in high school. Okay. And so I remember so now I remember why I don't remember this movie, which I will admit happily on this podcast. I was a, on a hallucinogen <laughs> of unnamed origins when I was watching. Know, yeah, watching Brick. And that's why I barely remember it we because I was do, barely paying attention. Did we to alien it. drug you? Yeah, it was unknown. It was from space. Yeah. Why? Oh, there it is. Wario's <laughs> from space. It's okay. I dropped some acid and watched Brick and it was not a movie to watch for that. <laughs> Holy shit. So, uh, what kind of acid was it? Um, like Sulfuric? Bal- yeah, I was going to say balsamic. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should watch Brick for the podcast. Cause it, it, I'm down. Yeah, it, it sounds cool. It would just be another brick in the wall. You know? I think I tried to watch it after Ashley and I watched uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. And it was just a such movie. a vastly different vibe <laughs> yeah. that we were like, we can't do this right now. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, that's a good movie, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to take a break? Is let's, that where we're at? That's right. Yeah, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll finish talking about Knives Out. Uh-huh. Hey, guys, welcome back. We're still talking about Knives Out. Um, did, should we talk about the the horse in the room? Which is the thing we were kind of just arguing yeah, about Star Wars. The last <laughs> was wait, which one? Was, the Last Jedi is mm-hmm. is Ryan Johnson's right. It's I don't know. Is it? Yeah, it's the Last. Jedi. Oh, what is the Sky, Skywalker one called? What's the Rise last? of the Skywalker? Rise Legend of Skywalker. Zelda Skyward Sword. Rise of the Skyward Skywalker. Uh. Um, I mean, should we talk about that and compare it to this movie? I mean, I compared it in the ways that I wanted to, which is essentially just that I think it when like I just mentioned off cast, mm-hmm. uh, it makes me appreciate. This Knives Out makes me appreciate The Last Jedi a little bit more in the sense that it makes me appreciate Ryan Johnson's directing and writing and the way that he will take characters and write them and put them on screen. I see the humor he was trying to get in The Last Jedi. I mean, I could compare The Last Jedi to Thor Ragnarok in the ways that they... uh, My my reaction to them, which is that we had one version of the movie in our mind and then when we got this kind of more quirky you know like offbeat you know subvert of expectations it was just very jarring to some you know like you know because i'm in like a middle reaction where i didn't totally hate that movie like some people did and i didn't love that movie by any means like i do um like you do you know um so i'm like somewhere where i can but this helps me kind of go more towards your side of things where i can at least definitely appreciate what he was going for you know and and see the the directorial bits in it that hit you know i just think i think the biggest weakness of another weakness in the last jedi is more just that it it has a downward uh like slope um, slope as far as its um momentum like no what's the word Uh, trajectory no Mm. <laughs> like the conflict in the movie i guess is oh. even what i mean it like it's anticlimactic not even that it's anticlimactic it's just you know in the movies it's, it's like a roller coaster ride where you're kind of climbing uh-huh. up to the conflict and then when you reach it then it's all conclusion from there i feel like we kind of started hit we hit we started our highest point of conflict and it's just kind of a roller coaster ride down from that you know uh-huh. our biggest threat is kind of taken away from us halfway through the movie which is snoke you know and no true yeah. you know once snoke is killed it's like there's no bigger threat than snoke we've already seen that he's much stronger than kylo ren you know and so there's nothing grander than him after that until we get palpatine in the next movie (laughs) which is a fucking joke which is basically being like oh shit we needed snoke back you know (laughs) so that's the my i mean if there's another thing i can think on why i feel like the movie just kind of exactly his like start is hard to watch because it starts so strong and then but finishes in a place that's not as strong is even what i would get to i agree but i i uh so these move like obviously the the sequel trilogy is trying hard to mirror the original trilogy mm-hmm. and th- the same could be argued with what's the middle movie the empire strikes back mm-hmm. and cuz like no one wins at the end of empire strikes back and i think that's why i love the last jedi so much is because it plays into ryan johnson's like almost uh, obsession with um ups- like what were we saying subverting expectations mm-hmm. and he makes sure that everyone in The Last Jedi fails. Everyone loses in The Last Jedi. And I loved that mm-hmm. because it showed that, you know, it's Luke Skywalker can't save the day. It's not about Luke Skywalker. You know what I mean? And so I, I don't know. I just, I will always defend that movie because. It's just like Snoke loses just a little too hard. You know, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> loses his life i didn't i thought snoke was a dumb bad idea to begin with i agree with but um (laughs) honestly i remember watching this movie and coming away with it with like mixed feelings knives out uh no sorry uh okay okay i was just making sure the last Um, knife out yeah the the last knifer Um, jedi out and and i remember just talking to you about it and you and we just had a long discussion about the movie and then i watched it again and i felt completely different like i really enjoyed it oh so the first time you were you were struggling with it yes yeah i mean it's not fair that jj abrams came back in with studio pressure to fix what ryan had done Mm -hmm. and so it makes the last jedi look even stupider next to the rise of skywalker it makes the whole trilogy weak yeah exactly like clunky and so i i just feel like if you know the the last jedi looks good when it was the last Jedi. And now that it's the middle part of this 
pretty bad trilogy, it looks really dumb. Mm-hmm. But I, that I will admit that you know, and and every argument that I see nowadays argues around that that, that area. spectrum. Yeah, because um, I mean, every argument before that, it was stuff like, "Well, Luke Skywalker sucks," and it's like, "Bro, that's what I like about the movie." You know, I I didn't want to see Luke Skywalker come in and save the day like he does in the original trilogy. If you wanted that, go watch the original trilogy. You know, and so I don't know. I it, like it, Star Wars pisses me off so much because it's so fucking repetitive it's mm-hmm. so and that's even what i mean in the fact of him having to work with something that exactly is mm-hmm. so set in stone like these people need yeah. to be this fucking way yeah you need to write them just like that you know like that star wars is pretty much like that like there's n- there's almost no wiggle room allowed especially from the fan base mm-hmm. to change these characters they are so passionate about you know that's yeah. why i like things like marvel that are a lot more lax and if Especially now that they're like four phases in. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are going to accept a little bit of change in these characters from one medium to the oh, other. True, even true, 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 is what I mean. But um, and if they if they really can't change a character, they just give the mantle to somebody else. Is kind of a funny yeah, thing they just do. Kill them off once again. You, <laughs> you can't do that kind of shit in Star Wars. You know what I mean? It just I doesn't mean, work. They tried with Ray, and I mean that's what I'm saying. It just yeah. doesn't work. The fan base is just so hell bent on having this exact same mantra you know what i mean the same the same status quo of design and so i think that's that's why it failed is not even because there's anything remotely wrong with its design but because it just tried to venture too off the the path path. yeah Yeah. you know the path that's been set forward for it for it and i was i was completely okay with these movies being different um like the end of the skywalker saga okay you know i thought that was a great idea i thought that was awesome and then ray's like skywalker Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, <laughs> like you know what bums me out, Ryan. If Ryan Johnson could have had his own Star Wars trilogy, I bet he could have fucking rocked it. He was I supposed bet, to. I bet it could have been it's 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 a whole own. If it could have been its whole own thing, it could have been something great. It could have been its own Mandalorian in the sense of being something that is different but still very close to home fleshed yeah in the the lore and close to home and but he, it's because he was given the second project that it failed you know yeah. i really coming out of knives out ironically makes me look at <laughs> the last jedi in a whole fucking new life just <laughs> <laughs> kind of awesome you know what i mean yeah. i think that's the great thing about movies is that that they're one that they're so comparable to that and i think that i'm so happy for knives out and its success because people do really enjoy the movie and for my i mean for the most part it is held as a great film yeah and i'm so happy for him to have basically been able to roll it out right after what is considered a failure you know mm-hmm. what i mean um to kind of get his name back as something that he will at least get future projects moving forward i know knives out has a guaranteed sequel that has a pretty cool you, you guys want to talk about some of the cast yeah have you know, did you know that we already have no. a guaranteed Knives Out 2 in, I guess, semi-production or pre-production, but we have What's some... What's it going to be about? A whole different so, family. Yeah, it's a okay. whole different family. Like, Daniel what? Craig will be the only returning character. Yeah. It'll be him solving another... Or maybe Lakeith Stanfield could be there, too, you know? But he, I would I would have wanted him to be there, but he hasn't been hasn't casted. casted yet. That's still... It could still be a thing, you know? I will so, hold my... Here's the cast. It has Dave Bautista, Ethan Hawke, Ooh. Edward Norton, Catherine mm. Hahn, Jessica Henwick... Kate Hudson, Janelle Monet, and Leslie Odom Jr. Okay, that's so Interesting. good. The uh, that's fucking cool. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, I you hope think it's gonna get murdered. Uh, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I bet you anything, it's gonna be completely different than. It's not even a murder. Yeah. Well, no, it'll probably be a murder, but it probably won't be like an old man that's well, no. already like close to death. It'll probably be like I don't know Janelle Monet or no, she's definitely gonna. What if it's Batista? <laughs> What if, funny enough, it's Batista? That would be kind of cool. I want it to take place in, like, Miami or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like, somewhere where it's like, what the fuck are they doing here? And he and Daniel Craig will just feel even more <laughs> out of place. <laughs> well, that'll, yeah. that'll make the most sense. Like, if it's somewhere completely different, mm-hmm. it'll make the most sense why Daniel Craig's the only returning character. Mm-hmm. True. Exactly. Because, yeah, you know? like, I don't think we get, like, a state it's just called like north something Mm -hmm. yeah this this movie it does a good job at building its own separate world it's little pocket world yeah Yeah. and that's why like once again like when the moments we get pulled away from the house feel almost like jarring because it's like oh shit this is a this is supposed to be a real place with like cell phones and real people (laughs) you know (laughs) when the police show up and news anchors you're like ah yeah um do you do you like the twists and turns that this movie takes do you feel like it it kind of, I don't know, it, it, there was times where I felt like 
Okay, I'll I'll, I'll repoint the question. Yeah. The ending where Daniel Craig basically reiterates everything yeah. that someone on a podcast might do where it's like this is why he was so happy when he came back to the house you know it's it's almost like he's over explaining the story mm-hmm. did you feel like that was necessary do you so you don't like the whole basically I, part where we start solving all the mysteries through I'm indifferent the whole, it's the gotcha moment yeah it's the gotcha moment you know? I'm indifferent about it because all they could have just said like here's the reason why and just said like a couple of things and then that's it I laughed I saw a bit talking about it and made me uh-huh. laugh because he called it 25 minutes of dopamine which was just 25 <laughs> minutes of us just getting just everything we've wanted from this movie you know? that's true <laughs> that is true yeah uh, um but i i like it because it, i think it it's it's the trope these uh, whodunit has to have in the sense that's of true. like the detective who's been acting like semi aloof in certain times like the one part that drove me the most nuts is when the fucking ambulance pulls up and he's like jamming to music yeah. in the car i was like that is so uh, mm-hmm. unbelievably unprofessional She's acting so weird. She's like, can we just stop real quick and run into this place? Also drives me nuts that that salon let her run through their workplace and didn't say anything to her. I think if you walk with an air of like, I know what I'm doing. People just leave you the alone. That was a small business. One of those women owned that place. And she would have been like, what the fuck is this woman doing? obviously busy, though. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) There's just like, I was like, I can't believe that just happened. Um, Because like they could all just like subconsciously believed it was one of the others. You know what I mean? (laughs) But anyway, what was I even getting at? Oh that he was just jamming out and oh, was goofy but exactly um i feel like he needed that moment of being like i've been paying attention the whole goddamn time i've seen every fucking little detail and here i am to prove it in a very empty way you yeah. know like you need that cool detective guy and that was it it ran a little long exactly i will agree with that but this movie gives us a lot to have to kind of decompress in that moment that's and true. that's what i kind of love about it is you're almost exhausted by like the okay now we need he even the whole donut bit is where he even yeah. admits the exhaustion and the number of questions yeah. that have piled up in this. Did y'all like the donut bit? I just yes. wanted to ask it's about that. It's just a smaller donut. It's just a smaller donut with its own hole in it. It <laughs> makes me want to get a tiny like a straw or something and poke a hole through a donut hole and then put it back in a donut and create <laughs> or the scenario. Don't don't put it back and then take a picture and be like, here's knives out for you. Just a tiny <laughs> little donut hole. Knives out in a nutshell. <laughs> it's the donut with the donut hole, but the donut hole has a hole. <laughs> Get nice. a toothpick and put a hole through yeah. the donut hole. It's just a smaller donut. Jeez. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, it ran a little long. And yeah, the donut scene even is him expressing his exhaustion in mm-hmm. the number of questions that have piled up. But I think that's what really gives it that overall feeling of like, God damn. You know, I love fucking Licky Stamp. It was just, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like so, halfway through it. So uh not daniel craig i mean do you, you so you guys like the character that daniel craig is playing yeah, yeah. i did it i do okay. definitely his, and so you're cool with seeing him again in knives out too his yes. accent drove okay, me nuts cool. but the more i watch the movie the more i've just i've accepted it you know what i mean yeah. and it's not that he's doing the accent poorly it's just you're right it fits into this cartoonish yeah world it's just knowing what daniel craig sounds like and then hearing that voice comes out of him is just I wonder jarring. I wonder whose idea the accent was. Like was it Daniel Craig's idea or was it the I, director's? I idea? want to believe Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig had been talking about it for a long time in development and so they were like, "Can can you do that?" <laughs> and so he tried it and they're like, "I like it. It's funny." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I I like his I like his character a mm-hmm. lot. Um I would watch three four five more movies of this honestly i, I would don't know about that many more movies i would watch a few more <laughs> as long as they kept it fresh and keep keep casts like this going honestly this. i think that it's a great idea you know? i think these these could as easily be event movies like the avengers movies where it's just a stacked cast where you're like how the fuck are they gonna fit them all on the <laughs> mm-hmm. same screen i would happily watch two more movies of this <laughs> But any other movies after that, I will spitefully watch them. <laughs> I would for this podcast. I would yes. guess by the third movie, one actor would be playing twins because that's always a thing oh, in movies like this. Oh, <laughs> good call! And it's like a secret twin. <laughs> Fuck, that's pretty good, dude. That got me excited. <laughs> <laughs> Three more movies. Oh, God damn it! Do I you put... have a secret twin? Is that what we're finding? Out? <laughs> Yeah, his name's Dame Paulian. Dame Paulian. Dame Paulian is the real man. Um, besides, no, I'm the real man. Besides Martha and um, Daniel Craig's character, mm-hmm. uh, Benoit. Benoit. Who Who's some Benoit of your favorite Blanc. characters in this movie? Ransom. Ransom. We haven't talked too much on Ransom. 
I love Hugh. how happy he seemed at the will reading about yeah. everybody else hearing the news. Just like, yeah, fuck you guys. And then he still had it in his mind, like, I'm going to get away with something. Yeah. That's why he was so happy. You know? The trailer made it seem like that was the only version we would get of him mm-hmm. in this movie. So when he we saw a more serious version where he's like, you got to keep the money. You got to do this. I was like, oh, I guess Ransom is a, a character other than just a jackass. Which, I mean, he, he's still a jackass in those moments, but he's playing well. You yeah. know what I mean? Chris Evans is a great actor. Um, I mean, yeah, I love Ransom. No, I definitely think the whole part where we finally get him sat down with Marta and he's you know giving her all that advice, it makes you question what you've seen of Ransom up until that point. You're exactly you're like, is this a more rational person than we've seen? And he's just a douchebag around his family because mm-hmm. there are people that are like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. From experience, I've seen people whose entire personalities change when they are around their family and they become nine thousand percent more hostile for no <laughs> apparent reason. So I can totally rationalize someone being around someone nice. like that and seeing two completely different sides of them when they're away from their parents and Mm -hmm. when they are with them you know especially seeing how much spite his family obviously has for him you know um like i wouldn't have probably wanted to be at the funeral they'd all probably been being like you probably killed him you know like (laughs) there's so much you could rationalize at this point from uh ransom's side so that's where another great one of the writing is so great in this movie again because you don't there's so much where you don't know who to root for in this yeah. movie. You don't know if you want the family to have the money or not. You kind of feel bad for him, but you kind of, you know, you don't really know who's, bad for who's right or wrong. I mean, you don't feel bad for Michael Shannon. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bad for him because he seems like a doofus. Yeah, he doesn't know his Which son's like <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kane Beardy Boy. Yeah, the son that actually runs oh. the business. You know, he sells all the books. And... I, I feel a little bad for him, I guess. Because, like, Kenny talking about Jamie Lee Curtis, like, obviously she's well off enough. She doesn't mm -hmm. need the money or the house. I don't feel bad for her. But what were you going to say? No, you're, you no, keep going because you're saying, but yeah. Michael Shannon obviously yeah. needs this business. It's his bread and butter. It's, it's what he It's does. all he has. And I'm sure, sure he's a leech to his father, but it's not like the work he did didn't work yeah you know what i mean like i don't and the, it's the argue that the father's guilt feels guilty having like not allowed him to build his own legacy but once again like legacies what? are what are legacies but a shared you know mm. legacy of yeah. you know um but yeah i mean like the only ones we really get true rationalization on why he cut him off is ransom you know in the long run uh, uh meg and well tony hereditary Collette's. tony collette is the one i was gonna say and then tony collette really mm-hmm. those are the ones that are much more directly like you did this wrong to me so now i'm cutting you off you know but yeah uh, jamie lee curtis and yeah michael shannon i were the two that i was a little bit more like on the fence about because neither of them really uh-huh. didn't <laughs> besides well, just what, being shitty him. family members what i mean him. why don't you like michael shannon fuck him <laughs> Because he's got an alt troll of a son, and yeah, he's a he's a bitch. <laughs> See, I I feel like he, um, yeah, sure, he's a bitch, but I I feel like he he's a doofus. So. Like he doesn't become a villain until um, none of or until Marta has gotten the money and he's basically mm-hmm. trying to shake her down but, for it. But, but I, then he mm-hmm. shows his true colors. I mean, that's who he is. It's it, uh, if he true. wasn't that person, he wouldn't have done. I can't that. say you know I would I mean? be too far off from that. If I literally I mean, yeah. did all of that for this business my whole life, and then my dad was like, "I'm signing it off to my nurse," <laughs> I was like, "Then you'd be like, the well, I'm gonna you get are. your mother deported.' <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, the <laughs> like, fuck you are. You do what you got to do, bro." <laughs> I mean, it's not yours. I you have too much in common. I guess that's yours. Really. That's why that scene exists. To show his evil side. Yeah. yeah, well, no, just so we can feel a little bit better about him not getting jack shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That he's just as shitty as the rest of them, that he's willing to shake her down to the, such yeah. a degree. I guess, because I, I remember when it was happening, I was like, this is a great scene. I feel this bad This is a great dialogue. Meg. Oh, yeah, Meg. Meg, well, because I think we also rationalized that a little bit, yeah. that Martha will still probably help her. But you don't know. People. Yeah, you mean, don't know true. because at the end of the movie where she's on the balcony drinking out of the cup of the coffee and what does it say? It says, my house, yeah. my rules, my coffee. So she's like, none of y'all are getting coffee. <laughs> That's what the mug said? House. Yeah. You yeah. didn't realize that? I thought it said, I heart NY. No, it says, my house, my rules, my mm, coffee. I think no, it, it does for the final sip because she's covering everything but my house. I, I, was, I was fucking around. <laughs> oh, so you fucking turd. It's like, damn it. What? <laughs> Thorough? So it's just like the perfect culmination of... Hey guys, get get off my lawn. Yeah, <laughs> you know. No, the movie ends beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this fucking movie rocks. 
Uh, should we rate it and then we have uh, another segment to do afterwards? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's rate it. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go first, and I'm gonna go ahead and set the bar pretty high. I figure. I don't. I don't f- expect you guys to follow. Spaghetti. Um, but I'm gonna give this movie a four point six. Dang. Oh, that's that higher m- than I even thought. That might be my highest. I think it is. It has to be. I don't Let think any of us have given one that high. Yeah, Deer Hunter, I gave I a four point five. I think my highest is a four. Yeah, so I'm going to give I'm going to give Knives Dang, Out. Did I also give Deer Hunter a four point five? Yes, you did. So I'm going to give it a four point five. And it's it. I mean, I've we've talked about it this whole time. I fucking love it. It it doesn't do anything wrong in my mind. Like it plays so well and even though i knew who had done it before going in it proved that it had watchability and to me that also speaks to rewatchability mm-hmm. because i can definitely imagine watching this movie tonight with ashley mm-hmm. you know so I, I i love this movie i think it's really great yeah right. i i would honestly give it a 4.3 a 4.3 okay yes. cool and I, I just keep thinking about it more and more, and I, I, I really liked it. Um, there's a lot of little things uh, here and there in the movie that they just kind of mention in passing, mm-hmm. and then it later prevails in the movie. It later shows on. Like right. the, the whole, um, he can't even distinguish a real knife from a prop knife. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just little things like that that really help me enjoy this movie for what it is. Because it plants proper seeds and it pays it off exactly yeah like the uh, when the old lady his uh harlan's mom yeah (laughs) that was a good impression god damn um when she was like back again i was like what like when i first heard that i was like what you just think she's crazy and yeah thinking about when he left angrily or you know you're just unsure but yeah like i was like why didn't she just say you're back why did she say you're back again and for that to pay off i was like oh shit okay cool (laughs) another bit i like is when we see him throw the baseball he finds he sees the note it's not real he throws the baseball out the window and later on daniel craig picks it up and that triggers the dog to pick up the wood piece mm-hmm. and bring it over because he mm. wants to play and that's how he finds like the oh this just got broken yeah there's so many beautiful little details in this movie like that a thousand payoffs in this film and that's why we get that 25 minutes of dopamine man all those payoffs <laughs> i love that he's just playing martha the whole time he knows that she will help him yeah. un- and there's like that it's cartoonish but like her aversion to lying it oh. plays so well into everything <laughs> it's so good <laughs> It's just it's it's a joke, great. but it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that so would, what, that would be the worst, wouldn't it? Yeah, for Strong sure. Up. Oh yeah, I'm gonna rate this movie a four point four. Okay. And literally, I'm pretty much only giving it that because I do also really love this movie, but I couldn't possibly rank it equal to the Deer Hunter. So it's just got to oh. be just a little bit below. <laughs> you know, I I I feel that I ranked it higher than I gave the Deer Hunter, mm-hmm. but. And then you retracted that and moved it back down. Right? No, I'm not gonna retract okay. it. No. Um, I I just feel like. The Deer Hunter is something I can only probably watch like every three. Years. I could actually agree with this. The movie has much more rewatch value and a lot more recommendation value, you True. know, for those reasons alone. But yeah, for my own personal scaling, I got to just drop it just below, you know. But I would understand giving it bonus brownie points for those reasons, yeah. you know. Another thing is, this is a type of movie that you can watch with your family. Mm-hmm. True. I want to show this movie to my my ashley's parents because I, oh, I don't know if they've seen yeah. it but i love watching movies with them because they're they get so excited i was about gonna say stuff. they get really into it yeah. don't they <laughs> um so uh that gives us the ratings for knives out mm-hmm. we have a bonus uh yeah. let's go ahead and crinkle these bags all right a so bonus segment this is a little fun game i wanted to play <clears throat> so there's this brand sour strips called sour strips check them out that's literally what they're i mean that's the brand i you know i i i didn't think about what they were called they're yeah. just called sour yeah. strips follow us at sour at sour strips uh www.sourstrips.com i mean they got this shit they are the sour strips of sour yeah. strips yeah no, good I, job guys i love sour strips and so um let's also I, call out H- h-e-b because these are yeah at h-e-b purchased yeah. at h-e-b <laughs> so good job guys for getting an every h-e-b location in texas i love all right so i mean i bought a pack fucking loved them um so i went back and bought every flavor i could find so that we could do a fun little uh tasting and so just to kind of go over the flavors we've got and this isn't all the flavors no this isn't all the flavors they offer it's just what i could find in my local stores so we've got 
strawberry, mm-hmm. green apple. Wonderful. Okay. Blue raspberry. Can't okay. get a regular raspberry. We get the blue ones. Hold, uh, uh, yeah, go on. Sorry. I was like trying to find a button. Go ahead. Pink lemonade. I've tried that one. And so like you've already one. had a little experience with this you know one. What? Oh, sorry. Go on. And There's then one more. real quick, my personal favorite, rainbow. Nice. So it's all of them. This is all of them that I've gotten, these five. So I think would be a cool idea is if we do something like this, but like we blindfold one of us and have to guess the flavors. Try to guess the flavors and like you don't show me or name the flavors before. You know what? I love that idea. I think what I'll end up doing is buying the other flavors they have and we can play that game next time. And I won't tell you what flavors they are and you have to try to figure out what the flavor is. Yeah, so we'll blindfold that way I can't even see the color of the strip. Sounds good. That'll be on some future episode moving down the line from here because I have to purchase (laughs) them and then receive them and then us do that. Anyway. All right. So what flavor are y'all most excited to try? I'm just Green apple. I've always been a green apple man. green apple We are going to start on the green apple since both of y'all are just ready for I'm it. I'm hankering for it. I All saw right. green oh. apple and I was like, holy shit. They got green apple? Right, let's see. What do I get on the nose? That is, that's green apple. You guys ready for some fucking mouth noises? Yeah. All right, so I'm we're not definitely gonna, gonna move it on a, mic. Yeah, we're gonna move away from the mics for this. I'm gonna be right up next no, to the mic. You, I'm gonna turn off your fucking Can mic. we have a little like music? Oh, that's a on, great like, idea. So that there's something to like deter from our beautiful lips? Yeah. Let me, I'm gonna play the the game show. Can you music. guys hear it? If I can fucking find it. Do wiggle that strip. Oh, where is it? Yeah, oh, here see, it is. Do you guys hear this? Yeah, dang, it is stripping right now. There it is. God, I love this song. This is a fucking jam, guys. Ooh, I want, I want green apple. It smells good. Okay. All right. So, all right, we're gonna it cheers. Make sure we cheers. Don't eat it yet. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers those dangles. Cheers. apple till the end there yeah that's kind of true but i definitely got it on the back end there all right all right so i'm excited for the blue raspberry personally so that's what we're Mm. diving into next sorry we're gonna do this five times but we'll (laughs) it's so good hey dave why don't you do me a favor go ahead and pop these other bad boys open for me oh yeah pop them open Oh, look, this one's a little strippy. Yeah, little, oh. it's got them little stripes in there. Oh, got yeah. a little personality in the color. Hey, thanks, Dame Paulian. You're your twin brother, Dame Paulian. Yeah, when you're eating candy, you're a Dame Paulian. What? All right. So this is the blue raspberry. Right, Let's cheers. cheers. Cheers those dangles. Cheers. Mm. Tastes like Cavity blue. time. really a blue raspberry fan but i'm really digging this too almost immediately this is on a different level mm-hmm. whole other flavor yeah it's that one sweet. came on i like it that one came on like a thunderstorm great job perfect timing all right i'll let y'all vote on the next one we want to go for Pink lemonade. So I I know pink lemonade. Let's go with strawberry. We'll go for strawberry because I want rainbow to be the finale because that's kind of like the yeah the mixture of all things. I feel like right. Yeah. It is the rainbow of flavors. Like, that makes me curious. Strawberry what, is the one I'm most familiar. I guess with. it's fruit punch would be the actual flavor profile. Oh you'll maybe. Think of what... I haven't tried the rainbow, so I, I'm not sure. Fruit punch typically I think of strawberry. Yeah. Strawberry is the lead. Right. So strawberry is the one that you get at like so, convenience stores. This is strawberry. You see all the time the most. It's gonna be straw scary guys, let's do it. Dangle. Yeah, strawberry is definitely my favorite. That one's very good. It's some balance of the two. I feel like the flavor kinda was at the start, but it's like coached real nice. I agree. If I remember this one, this pink lemonade, it's definitely a little tart. Ooh. I'm not excited for that one. No, it's fine. It's not. I love pink lemonade. It's this good. is the only one I've had before today, and I love it. I think you're going home with this bag. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. 
It sounds like. And it looks like you're going music. home with strawberries. So, thank you. Excited. Because of the music, it sounds like we like won prizes. You're going home with this bag. <laughs> you get a candy. You get a candy. All right. Pink <laughs> lemonade. We only get the colored versions of things. We don't get the original. I like how we did this. Like it's an actual shot. Oh. Oh. You don't like it? No. Oh my god, I love it. Oh, you put it down. You don't have to eat it. Oh yeah, that's tart though. You just bite off the part you bit like and then you'll eat it. I don't like it. This is. This <laughs> part. I was about to. I was about to do it too. What did you say? I said bite off the piece you bit and then you'll eat it. <laughs> This is Paul Damien's brain. But yeah, I don't like lemonade. I don't like lemon. You don't like lemon? Nah. The only thing I like it on is like my tuna sticks. Tuna sticks. Okay, I was like tuna. What did you say? I know. I was like tuba sticks. <laughs> tuba so sticks. Loud. Yeah, the music's going to uh, flush you out a little bit. You need to. Sorry about that. Oh, I could turn the music down a little bit. You're right. Just is a, this a little a better? A little All better. Right. Time to finish with the rainbow. You'd finish with the rainbow. All right, this is what? No, aren't we supposed to choose? Oh, it's just the way you're holding it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't want this one. Like I'm holding like a fish or something. All right, guys. Dangle. Can we take a picture with him? Like we're holding fish. We're white men. <laughs> this is my catch. <laughs> That's a bit too much of everything. The rainbow tastes like a specific flavor. It doesn't taste like a mixture of flavors. Yeah, but what? What do you think? Let me let me try it again. See, I think it's just like implacable candy I don't like flavor. Because it. it's got a little tartness, so it's got citrus in there for sure. But then it's got a lot of sweetness, like it's a like it's a fruit candy. So you heard it here first, guys. Uh, rainbow, pink lemonade. I don't like them. It tastes like plum, <laughs> like a sour plum. Almost. I can yes, it's interesting. Yes, <laughs> I can mean I could but agree I with that. Really like like imagining biting into like a very sour plum, I feel that. So that's but that's uh. I would argue Ian's a plum is can. the fruit punch of fruits in the sense that it's kind of between a citrus and a fruit. Oh, good call. From now on, we will call Ian the sour plum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think the sour plum. I fairy. think y'all have already made your votes very clear. But uh, oh, know. did I? What are your, what are the, what were the favorites? You want to rank all five, or we just want to yeah, say what number one? Yeah, let's rank was? all five. Okay, so Here, I yeah I kind of passed them out a little bit there, but I'll hold up the other three options. So surprisingly, green apple falls at the bottom of my list, and that's the one I was in, anticipating. So I think from the bottom it goes green apple, rainbow, blue raspberry, strawberry, pink lemonade. Dang! Wow, mine. Is almost the opposite. <laughs> I love that. It's a uh, pink lemonade at the bottom, mm-hmm. then rainbow, you guys. blue raspberry, green apple, and strawberry. Nice. Okay. Dang, y'all are breaking my heart. <laughs> my favorite, so bottom on the list. But I think for me, green apple was also fell pretty pretty low, and it's actually tough for me because I liked all of them mm-hmm. kind of after that. But I, I guess I would say strawberry after that, simply for being a little bit more on the subtle end. Okay. Uh, but then I'm gonna say pink lemonade uh, for being on the opposite end are just kind of like too sharp too much whoa raspberry lemonade or raspberry lemonade blue raspberry uh-huh. and rainbow being my favorite because y'all are crazy and it's delicious so what are the flavors that we're missing i don't want to say because then he'll oh, be able to guess okay good what call. they are next week well so, honestly i'll probably forget but that's then. also true so yeah. i know for a fact well they had a watermelon flavor but it was like very limited i don't think i could ever get that again mm, i'm taking um, notes <laughs> but there's also uh, mango and Ooh. cotton candy Ooh, and uh, wild cherry. Oh, I want to try that one for so sure. So be the other three it would be the other three I could get. I yes. mean, they're really good. The flavor is nice. Yeah, and they're really great. They're locally sourced. I mean, they're made here in Texas, um, so it's a local company. Um, you know, they've worked really hard to get in like every HEB in Texas, and they're also in Target and most WalMarts too. So you can find it in most places. So check them out. If they're if they're listening, uh, beef up that that green apple. It, <laughs> sure. Like for some reason, I don't know if it's this batch. It just it didn't feel like it had that much flavor to it. And uh, one thing I saw is apparently a lot of people are uh, are uh, wanting a bacon flavor. What do y'all think about that? Um, <laughs> I'm good. 
Yeah, I, and it would I be could a live sour my whole, bacon. But, yeah, I would live my whole life without that and be fine too. But, but if it we will existed, play the game. If you, if they made oh, it, true. And you got it. I will. I'll play. True. Yeah, true. So there it is. There you have it, guys. Make the bacon. Um, right. Sour strips. Thank you. Thank for, you so much. Uh, they didn't sponsor us or anything, <laughs> but thank you for letting us talk about you on our episode. Yeah. <laughs> We get like a takedown notice or something. So next week we're doing Snatch, which is going to be a whole lot of fun. For some reason, I thought you said the wrong word, but it is. Yes, it is Snatch. It's called Snatch. Once you see the movie, you'll understand why that's the title. No, yeah. Uh, So, um, yeah, I don't know who the director is, but we'll talk about that next week. It's a bunch of... (laughs) It's a bunch of uh, uh, limey blokes, isn't it? It's a bunch of British boys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's what we'll be talking about next week. Follow us on Instagram. That's in our description notes. As always, please head up those DMs. Let's talk some shit. If you hate The Last Jedi, talk to me about it. Yeah. Talk to my my profile about it. (laughs) Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on, pal. Let's go. So we will uh, see you there, or we'll see you on another time. Bye, guys. Bye, boy.